Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. I only have one question. Do you think I deserve your full attention? That's what I like to hear. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to Script to Screen. Today, we're going to be doing a bonus podcast episode on Get Out. In 2017, it came out directed and written by Jordan Peele. It won one Oscar for his screenplay and was nominated for three others, Best Motion Picture, Best Performance by an Actor in a Leading Role, and Best Achievement in Directing. It is about a young African-American man who visits his white girlfriend's parents for the weekends, where his simmering uneasiness about the reception of him eventually reaches a boiling point. All right, so today, joining me in the booth here is Max, our typical co-host, and also Traeger and Kieran. Hello. What's oh. <laughs> up? So. So, so, this is unusual. We don't normally have this many people in the booth for this type of thing. Even for the bonus podcast, I've been just doing these by myself. And for the typical show, we've got just me and Max here. But we decided to bring in some bonus talent for today. Oh, yes. That <laughs> is us. Bonus talent. I think we saw this together. You, me, Kieran, and Traeger saw this maybe a year ago, a few months back, all together. And I mean that was that was a pretty fun experience because you guys had both gotten to see it for the first time and I already seen it a few times at that point and I it was just a really fun experience for me to kind of watch it kind of again anew through your eyes and that was just uh, I mean it kind of brought a new edge to an already great movie that has a lot of edges to it to begin with um, so yeah what do you guys think about that Yeah that sounds cool my first time watching it uh, I thought it was pretty good my first time. Uh, yeah, what about you, Traeger? Uh, yeah, I thought it was good, and, um, yeah. <laughs> first, time I watched it, first time I watched it was in, like, early 2019. Yeah. I really kind of avoided it because it seemed like there was a lot of hype for it. And it didn't really <laughs> seem to interest me a lot. Um, overall, I thought it was surprisingly good. I wasn't expecting it to be as solid as it was. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I wasn't expecting... Uh, Jordan Peele to be as solid a, a, of a writer and director as he was coming out of like more of a comedy field. Have you seen Us? No. Okay, th- not that it matters, but yeah. It is it, it's interesting to see his trajectory from Get Out to Us, but yeah, keep going. But uh I like I said I was pleasantly surprised. I thought it was very creative and and neat and just kind of creepy, but not like the f- most full-blown horror movie you would ever see. Yeah. So kind of more along the lines of shining not it's not obviously at the same level as the shining but it kind of has that same feel where it's kind of a pseudo horror movie yeah pseudo horror movie is probably a good a good word for this because it's got a lot of comedy elements but i think it's more fits into sort of the thriller hitchcockian kind of kind of world of things because hitchcock is known for kind of his not necessarily horror elements but kind of having a horror feel to things while remaining more firmly in the thriller genre and i think that's kind of where get out operates primarily I got a question for you. Um, if Mark Hamill ever started directing films, if Harrison Ford was a part of it, uh, do you think he would say to him, don't get Hitchcockian? <laughs> no. Mark Ham- 
I, I'm sorry, I Mark didn't follow. Mark Hamill is the guy who plays Luke Skywalker. Right, I know that. Han Solo. Yeah, I know that. Know, he's like, oh, right, sorry, yes. Don't sorry. get cocky. Yeah, I like, totally, yes. I, come I got, on, I, man. I get the joke now. I'm sorry. It's, I get the joke. You the yes, joke now. No, I get the joke. I'm sorry. I had to do <laughs> it for a second. The good, thing, the good thing is, though, you didn't have to explain it to me. I got it before you started explaining it, which is good. That makes that means it's that means it's a better joke than it's not a bad joke. It's I just had to I just had to, you know, oh be more smart, God. be more spot. Well, Kieran, leave me alone. <laughs> Stop being so mean. Yeah. Is that is that all you know how to do? Is just make fun of me, Kieran? Yeah. That, do you that's have all. Do you have some actual analysis for us today? Well, yeah. Other than I, just making fun of me. No, I thought my first time watching it, like I was expecting because everyone was saying it was like a horror. But when I, when I watched it, it wasn't nearly as, go- like it was pretty gory. But it wasn't as gory as I was coming into it expecting. And you were expecting full on. Yeah, and it was more of a thriller, and the plot was actually interesting instead of just people being slashed every. Yeah, slashed every three seconds. Yeah, every three seconds. So. I really loved your you and Traeger's reaction. After watching this the first time, at the very end of the movie, that's my favorite. What was our reaction? Oh, okay. So when so when 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 Rose comes out and he is fighting with so when he's fighting with Rose, oh sorry, we're gonna talk about spoilers because this movie's been out for a couple years. Everyone kind of seen it at this point. Hopefully, it's a lot. Spoiler warning. Spoiler warning from here on out. Yeah. So when when Chris shoots Rose, you guys like what was your reaction to that the first time? I want to see if you remember it because I wrote it down. Yeah. I think, well, because we were, we didn't, because it was when the police car was came in and we're like, oh crap, he's busted. Yeah, because right? he grabs, because yep. well, he grabs the gun and you guys were both like literally exclaiming out loud, no, no, stop, please, no. Yeah, because we were like invested in this character and then, but we don't want him to, we don't want him to go to jail. Go to yeah, jail yeah, because he, he didn't do anything wrong. Didn't and do then anything wrong. finally when we figured out the dude that actually was in there. That was kind of epic. Their their airport security guy. <laughs> yeah. Yes. He's he's funny. I, I Yeah, Rod also, is really funny. He's my favorite yeah. part of that whole yeah, movie. Honestly. Every every scene with him was like super solid. Yeah, I feel like Traeger, Traeger, I feel like you walked out of this movie and I think did you tell me this was your favorite movie ever? I feel like you did. I might have. Like honestly, I might have, but dude Yeah, it's it's you. still up there, but I well, because I think yeah. you've gotten into horror a lot since then. I was have, this like yeah. the reason, the progenitor of your love of horror, honestly? Because I feel like it was. We watched this movie, and after that, you kept coming to me and saying you watched all these horror movies, and I was wondering, like, is this kind of where that love sort of came from? Yeah, this might be because this movie was like scary, but not super scary, and I just like wanted more after I watched this movie. I was like, I want more of that, and then I was excited for Us when that came out because I know it was directed by the same guy. It's called an addiction. Called an addiction. <laughs> it's only Trigger's takes, addicted to horror. It only, it only takes, takes one, one to get It only hooked. takes one. He got hooked on. And it's a good one to get hooked on. Yeah. yeah right here. Yeah. yeah. Horror genres are fun. They definitely are. Yeah. I mean, and I think uh, Trigger, is this, would you say this is your sense of humor? Because your sense of humor is generally more slapstick than this probably, right? Yeah. Did you, but did you like buy into the comedy of this or would you? Oh, s- yeah. Because like you generally buy, you kind of laugh at the more punch and fall over kind of yeah yeah jump street like 21 jump street 20, okay that is my type of slapstick humor or not slapstick more like a dirty humor i don't know how you would say yeah, that yeah something like that you didn't like good boys right i somewhat enjoyed good boys actually really yeah honestly i i mean okay. it's, it, i didn't 
I gave it, I think, a five out of ten. Okay. Well, that's good for you for that kind of movie. But that's though. good for me for that kind of movie. Yeah, that that knowing you, that is. Um, I'm surprised. Did you see Good Boys? No. Okay. I'm not going to. Yeah, I mean, it was it was that type of movie. It's like it's basically a raunch com with middle schoolers. Yeah. I think. Did you see that with us, Traeger? No, but I saw um, it's your eighth grade, <laughs> which was like yeah, eighth grade. Yeah. Eighth grade, I think, is is more is less of that raunch com no. and more of that. It's eighth grade is more. Not necessarily cringe humor, but sort of... It's realistic. It's, definitely it's realistic. It's realistic. I think that's the reason yeah. why it's so funny is because it is realistic. And, like, you were, you guys were both in middle school when we watched that together. You and Traeger and Kieran were both middle school. Rip high schoolers. I, Rip I, high schoolers. I got a question for you guys. Was anybody flossing in that movie? I, there had to be. I would I get not it. doubt it. I would. I don't. Well, actually, I don't think flossing might not. Flossing might not have been that a thing when, when, yeah. when Bo really Burnham wrote Fortnite that. Came out. Yeah. Yeah, I and mean, that was before that. I mean, I don't. I think eighth grade came out after Fortnite, but like Bo Burnham was obviously writing that before. Yeah. Have you yeah. seen eighth grade yet? No. Eighth grade is really fantastic. I think you would. I. I don't know if you would like that or not. I think you might, Max. But oh. I think eighth grade. You. I think we all three of us related to it pretty heavily because it sort of has that sense of realism to it but it's also detached from reality just enough to the point where you don't identify with the characters to the point where you just like want to die inside <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and middle, you're actually middle, able middle just to laugh at them terrible. middle school is so awful and i think this so movie recognized right exact i know because you can sure. relate to it like you know it's you know that's going on in all the middle schools Every, across yeah, right, the country right, right. Trey, people right. people shouting lebron james yes, yes. trade right i got a question for you you see mid 90s no. I hate no. mid-90s. Gideon didn't that. dig it. I think it's all right. It's like a solid 75 out of 100 for me. Um, you, I think I would I would like to know what your opinion of that movie would have been. There, There's a lot of celebrities that like that, like Bill Burr. Oh, really? He loves mid-90s, mm. loves that movie. It wasn't super like, like critically acclaimed either, though. Which again shows my affinity <laughs> for critics, honestly. Dude, but well, it's yeah, not. It's I not know, okay, it's, so it's at it's at eighty one percent. So that is actually pretty good. But yeah, yeah, and I I'm below. Yeah, I'm I'm below that, and it's just eighty one percent positive ratings. Yeah, well, I I just think that movie was really. Um, I I just thought it was accurate in a lot of good ways and it just showed a really cool side yeah and honest, I, that's the thing that i didn't like about it because like, i didn't identify with it at all like this is not, like watching mid was like this is not my experience whatsoever and watching it's not a eighth, lot of people's and watching eighth grade even though it was about a girl in eighth grade i still saw a lot of that that was very authentic to what i experienced in middle school i mean obviously the specifics are going to be different because it's from the opposite gender's point of view but i think the the yeah. the stuff that matters it gets right yeah okay, okay. yeah i i didn't mean to split us off there but we were talking about those kind of movies and i that's no, really yeah, the it's only all... one of the few i've seen that kind of shows off that age group hmm. outside of outside of the time when i was actually like your age trager and then yeah. i was like watching cartoon network and there was like that was <laughs> it was a weird time when cn real was a thing and they were putting out movies and shows that were just like real real weird but uh, but now, like, I, I think you should give it a shot. I would like to hear what you guys think about that movie. I think another middle school movie that's pretty accurate is Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Like, um, legit. Like, how honestly, is that because accurate? okay, it's it's not it's not realistic in the way that eighth grade is realistic. But it's it it. Do you guys agree with me on this? I like, haven't seen that movie in a long time. Didn't we just? I I, I just watched. I've it. never no. seen it. Okay, so it's I watched it's like, a long time it's, ago. It's a, it's like a heightened realism, but it gets the core aspects of middle school right. It just over exaggerates them. Yeah, 
a lot. But I think like I feel, and that I also relate more because it's about a male instead of a female, obviously. And so I kind of I kind of see more of myself in that. But at the same time, like it, I really think that it, that Diary of a Wimpy Kid is is accurate in a way that middle school movies are aren't a huge genre to begin with. But we've gotten completely off the path of get out. Like, well, which is, well, which hold is, on, which is hold fine, on. But. You haven't even brought up the magnum opus of that whole middle school, late elementary school, early high school genre, Max Keeble's big move. <laughs> I <laughs> never heard of it. Dude, no, no, it's a joke. But anybody, anybody like my age who's watched like Cartoon Network... Oh yeah, well, and no. we weren't a big cartoon that we were. You what guys Kieran, Kieran, PBS kids. PBS oh. kids. That is where it's at. These PBS dudes were watching kids. Franklin and Arthur while I was kidding Arthur? back watching KND and Ed and Nettie. Arthur, Dragon Tales. Uh, what yep. else? Dragon Tales. Uh, Cyber Chase. Cyber Chase. These are like Wild Kratts. Wild Kratts. These are the non. Uh, we we did not have cable, so we watched these. They yeah. probably all had an education higher than me at that age. But exactly. At the same time, yeah, I that is bad. the no, reason. No, no, no. We literally said this. We literally said we think that our our IQs are so high. We're such geniuses. Me and Kieran are. <laughs> <laughs> Kieran and I are are gonna rule the world someday because you watch PBS because we watch PBS Kids. Watch PBS Kids. <laughs> no, it's because we were playing this. We were playing this. Uh, this Clifford math game yeah. or something Clifford, like that. Clifford, Clifford the Big Red Dog. And Clifford the Big Red Dog. This was like a couple weeks ago or a couple months or whatever. And we're like, we accredit our intelligence to, to, Clifford. PV, to Clifford and PBS, and PBS kids. kids. So it's like, it, let's say Learning. there's a movie where there's a guy who's a hacker, right? Mm-hmm. So he's like, like yeah. hacker. Cyber <laughs> chase. Yeah, yeah, cyber exactly. chase. You beat me to it all. So it's like, so like you see Armageddon, right? And the guy, uh, sits there and he gives the dude like that unlimited phone plan or whatever. He just like dials a number, does a thing. And he's like, there you go. You got unlimited long distance for the rest of your life or whatever. But it's like, what if somebody's like, where'd you learn to hack like that? Cyber, Cyber chase. chase. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Christopher <laughs> Lloyd. Yeah. Where'd you learn to drive like that? Magic I, that's school another, how did How did Cyber Chase get Christopher Lloyd? Didn't it have... And Gilbert Godfrey. And Gilbert Godfrey. Yeah, Yeah, like it's insane. I don't even know how that happened. That's a weird one. Yeah. I I mean, that was my first exposure to him. And then the next one was Aladdin. Yeah. And then I was like. That's his. It's weird because that's like a voice he puts on. That's not like his real. I don't know if I've heard his real real voice. You can look it up. You know, he does that as like a joke. Like Larry the Cable Guy, that's not his real voice. Dude's, Dude's got a pretty neutral accent. He just puts on an act. Hmm. It's really interesting, but um, that's, those are the only two actors I know that really do that. Matthew Reese, he's British, but he almost does a, a better American accent than, he, than his natural British accent. Yeah, British accents are pretty, pretty difficult to do. That was one thing we didn't talk about in our episode. I feel like I feel like British people are generally better at doing American accents than we are at doing British accents. Yeah. Well, it's just like how you would just you know? Cut the, I feel what like do you just mean? How I know? Cut the crust off of a British you're accent. American, American. You're not accent. British. You wouldn't know. Well, I'm just saying, no, there's tons of British people who have great American accents that you can you don't even know. Like Tom Holland as Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah but what about... That is hey, true. What about, um, uh, oh my gosh, what's his name? I can't... Theo James, right? Isn't he from Divergent? Yeah. Theo James. Is he British? He's British, and his first thing he did as an in the American audience, like or in an American like Hollywood kind of setup, was a TV show called Golden Boy. It was a cop show. That was his first thing where he was doing an American accent. And he 
got like almost reprimanded by the people. They're like, "Are you? Are, this is your best like shot at this? Like this is how you're mm. handling this?" They they weren't they weren't super uh, easy on him. But then luckily, a lot of his his co stars helped him out big time, getting his American accent done. Yeah. So yeah, that was one where it's it's kind of rough, but he he still pulls it together well. Yeah. Um, I think whenever we go back to get out, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Rod is like the first thing I think about when I was like, let's get back to get out. And it's like Rod's first thing that popped back in my head. Cause Rod is such a huge part of this movie. He's mm-hmm. so funny. Um, Rod's the, the oh, PSA guy. God, the, the best funny guy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I knew that. I think yeah, Rod, totally. like on the surface of this movie, Rod is the most thing that stands out. But I think when you get down into the more, uh, the depths of it and kind of the, the metaphorical aspects of it. I think there's a lot of stuff that I, that I really love in this movie, which is like the deer die on the side of the road that gets hit after getting hit by a car yep. paralleled so brilliantly with Chris's mom getting hit by a car and dying. So you kind of see him go through those emotions after he watches the deer get hit. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of are able to see that pain in his eyes, but you're not really sure where that comes from. Well, doesn't he use, he uses uh, the deer antlers to spear the dad. And then he uses the, the deer antler to or, spear the dad after the fact. Yeah. To kill the dad. So it's kind of like using, I think kind of what that, that's, it's just such brilliant symbolism, honestly. But I think, I think what that's trying to say is that like he's using this, this pain from the past of his, the back of his life. I mean, and the dad, he says that we need to get rid of deer. Like deer are in an infestation. And, and every, he says he, I see a dead deer on the side of the road and I see, I say, I say that's a start. So I think it's kind of Chris using metaphorically his his pain and his past and this this baggage that he has to carry, not necessarily just as a black man in America, but as a person who's kind of g- grown up without parents mm-hmm. and kind of had this this ghost in his past that he kind of feels responsible for, and using that to become to change and to, and to say this is enough and to fight back. Yeah. And and then you got the he sits in the the chair. In, in in Missy Armitage's office, so Rose, Rose, his girlfriend's mom, and you see him scratching the scratching the when he's getting hypnotized. The fuzz. Yeah, yeah. He's scratching the fuzz, and then they cut match cut to him scratching the bedpost of his bed while he was watching the TV that he was watching while his mom got hit by the car. Oh, and yeah. All, like all these things are yep. so brilliantly interconnected. So like you got that, and then so he's watching TV, and then also once he goes down to the sunken place. He's watching, basically, it looks like he's watching a TV. Is that what they call it? Yep. They call it the sunken place? The sunken place, yeah. She's, <laughs> like, she, she gets up and looks in, down at him and says, now you're in the sunken place. Okay, okay. Yeah. Is it, okay so here's something I kind of noticed that's a little odd. Yeah. Um, do you watch Black Mirror? I have watched, I think, most of the episodes, yes. Okay, so it was weird. Not that, like, all of them, All of a sudden, of this idea of like a person being in like a, a, their own body as a, kind of an avatar of themselves, like looking out yeah. through this, but it's like all black around you. Black Mirror did that. This movie did that. Which which episode of Black Mirror do you remember? Oh, I can't. I, I can't quite put. Pl- I, don't I can't want quite place to it. Remember because it w- it really messed me up. Yeah, Black Mirror is there very. Was, un- is there very was an episode that really starred me, and I've told people like to stay away from this. It was the one where the girl was her soul because she got hit by a car. She was in a coma or whatever, but she was like. She could answer stuff through a computer device or something. Oh, is she this, was yeah. put into a is, teddy bear or like a, a stuffed rabbit, and her kid forgot about her or whatever. It freaked me out because she couldn't oh. do anything. Like, do you remember this, Kieran? No, I no. It was. Have that, you seen Black okay, Mirror? So there was. A, I've seen a couple episodes. Okay, do you remember okay. this one? 
I don't. I, I know one about, like, this weird, like, talking robot, but I know. Oh, yeah, the okay. talking robot, the one with Donald Gleason. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, that one is kind of messed All up. Black All Black Mirror are weird. Mirror are messed up, yeah. Well, there was the one with, um, I think it might have been the dude from, from, from Dame Night. Um, that neighbor. Jesse Plemons? Yeah, I think he was in it. So he, there's like a Star Trek one, kind of, where there's like a open... Oh, 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 so oh, 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 yeah. It's the, that, yeah, that season. Yeah, that one. I have seen that one. Okay, so the, the episode after that. Oh. Literally, the episode after that is like a three-part thing where there are three mini-stories in it. Because this guy's taking... White Christmas? Is no, it? no, 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 no. It's like, this guy's taking this girl. It's like in the middle of the California desert. There's like a weird museum or whatever. And he's taking her through and showing her these items. And one thing you see is the DNA scanner. It's thing. called Archangel. I don't. That's know. the one after. That's no. That's not the right one. That's the one about the mother keeping track of her daughter. No, that's not it. I don't know, man. I was on Netflix. I tried to watch it for like. Is it Black Museum? Yeah. I have not seen that one. Don't watch it. Okay. What? It freaks. It freaked me out big time. And watching the one with the 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 where the, her soul's in it, and all she can do, like literally, she can't move the body, but she can make this stuffed animal say like. I love you, and I need a hug. And that is her yes oh, and no. That is, it is so freaky. That is freaky. And she's trapped oh. in there, and they get to a point where it's like she's just in a case in that museum, and she's still alive inside the stuffed animal, can't do anything. So then trapped. can she die? No, they can't because they said this at one point. They're like, yeah, she's here now because the U.S. government found out about it, and they're like, yeah, you can't just, like, kill her for no reason, so she has to do that, like. I'm like, are you kidding? They're me? not because like, if they took her soul out, it would like literally kill her. And, hmm. and well, so, wouldn't you want to do that at some point? If I would just think so. Well, that's what happens yeah. to the guy at the end of Get Out. The but, guy who who finally gets free of the yeah. of the of the prison, and then he gets out and he's like, yeah, let me do it. So he kills Rose and then kills himself because he knows that he'll go back into the sunken place if he keeps living. Yeah, which yeah. is like what? which is which is just so like so sad, but like that's kind of what he has to do, right? Because he knows. And Wait, he, why would he go back into the sunken place? Because I, I don't. That's think, what I think. That's what happens. I think he just kills himself because he just doesn't. He, he just killed that person. He knows what's going to happen. There's no way anybody's going to believe him. I thought it was just his way out. Oh, I thought it was. I thought. I thought it was like he wants suffering. to kill himself because like he knows that if he if he if he doesn't kill himself now, he's going to go back into the sunken place. And he if he sunk the being in the sunken place is no way to live. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's absolutely because like because like with Lakeith, saying, with like, Lakeith Stanfield's character earlier in the movie. Mm. Who who gets who Chris also flashes with his camera? Yeah, he gets flashed, and then eventually he does get back into the. But I, go but back I, I thought that place. that was only a trigger to bring Although, him out, not in. So I don't know what the trigger would be to put them into it. They would take back a down lot. and back down into the sunken yeah, place. Yeah, that would because like because like they say because Missy does say say to him, "Come back and I'll and I'll help you." You know, mm-hmm. get you back to quote normal, even though it's obviously not normal. He was, yeah. and that's kind of the interesting dynamic that's created. I think Lakeith Stanfield is is someone that. I want to look out for like he look he Stanfield is is a is a great actor I mean even he he was in this movie called um sorry to bother you which is whack I don't think you oh would I like know what it. you're talking about I don't think you would like have you seen it it's about the guys in the call center right yeah and it's with uh Army the, Hammer and, and Lakeith Stanfield no, and thought, Tessa Thompson and Danny Glover in it too uh yeah I think he's in it also yeah because he's one of the, yeah it it it's not what you think it is. It is completely off the wall insanity. Isn't it like them pretending to be white dudes. Yeah, but that's like the first ten minutes. It and then goes after that it's not crazy. Like it doesn't make like it's just off the wall. I mean, and part of that I appreciate, but part of it's just kind of like this doesn't. Re- it's not like that's a good one to compare to Get Out because because it's also a first time director. I think um, what's his name, Boots Riley, and kind of talking about these these social issues, these social issues concerning African Americans in America. 
but I think Get Out kind of knows what it's saying and, and say, says it very clearly, whereas uh, whereas Sorry to Bother You kind of just takes a shotgun and fires it as many times as it can as, <laughs> in as many different directions as it possibly can. Mm-hmm. And to me, that and when it does that, it just doesn't really end up saying anything because it just goes off the wall for the sake of going off the wall. Whereas in Get Out, everything is calculated. Everything makes sense. Everything is there for a reason, yeah. both metaphorically and within the plot. And Lakeith Stanfield, though, he was also in... He's going to be in Uncut Gems, uh, which I'm really excited for. Uncut I'm, Gems? I'm lukewarm about it. it. It's looked better and better the more I've seen that trailer. Yeah. I thought the same I thing, did, actually. I did the aesthetics of it, for sure, and I kind of can see how this would be cool. Feels almost like a discount Scorsese movie. Like, yeah, in, it a, seems in a way, like, you're right. In a way, you're right. It seems like it could be a... like. If it was totally like you just if you just read the um oh what's the word for this synopsis kind of summary there's a there's a different term I'm trying to think logline something like that it's it's you're naming uh, so, uh, uh, synonyms for it but it's not it but don't worry about it uh, yes if you like read that just with the character names not knowing what era it is in what or who's playing any of these people, it feels like it could maybe be something like that. Like, almost sounds like a discount mob movie or, like, just off the beaten path of that. Yeah. And... Just kind of, like, coked up. Yeah. <laughs> so it just feels like something out of the 90s, but then it's it's coming out and it's got Adam Sandler in it trying to be serious, which... He's I, done before, which he has done before. When has he been serious outside of this? Punch Drunk Love. I don't really know anything else besides that, but yeah. Okay, so I'd say he's ninety nine percent of the time. No, right. Most of, most of the time he's going for comedy, goofball. which but he's like I think he he's able to play serious. He just chooses not to. Well, I think he's choosing, like really trying to turn his career around and try to be serious now. Have you seen? Uh, have you seen? Murder mystery? <laughs> <laughs> no. Did you guys? Did you yeah. guys? Okay, we so watched you that guys together. Think, yeah, I know we did. I was mostly wondering about Traeger. What, have you seen it, Traeger? Yeah. What do you think? I thought I thought it was funny, but yeah. I think we probably laughed a little bit, but it was like after after I watched it, I was like that was kind of a waste of time. Even it was though a I did laugh. ridiculous. Yeah. 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 Off the wall. Off the wall. That's off the wall. In yeah, not really though. That's not off the wall. That doesn't count off the wall I think uh, another Netflix movie that is coming out soon The Irishman speaking of Martin Scorsese mm-hmm. which I'm really excited for so they, I know they de-aged De Niro do they de-age Joe Pesci a little bit in this I don't know I haven't seen trailers but I'm assuming they must have I think they did because like I'm, if they're taking place in the I'm same, exi- I'm same time I, I, I'm excited to see anything with Joe Pesci I love him probably more than I love Robert De Niro and you know, they're both amazing. Robert De Niro, yeah. one of my favorite mob movies ever, The Family, which most people aren't a big fan of. I or at least I aren't you like you saw it, right? The family? Mm. No? Do no. You, it's the one I where, think, where yeah. Robert De Niro and his family go to France. Is that the one directed wi- by De Niro? I don't know, but they're in witness protection and then the mob finds out where they are and they try to kill him. And it's like how this family, because the family's like super violent and really methodical and hilarious. Um, they like how they're reacting to the witness protection program. It's it's just such a cool movie to me. It's the one that got me into the gorillas too, like the the band. Because <laughs> oh. the, the trailer had um, oh, I'm trying to think of the song. I ain't happy. I'm feeling glad I got sunshine. You know, but, like I can do that whole song, but I'm trying to think of what it's called. It's like one of their main songs. It's not Feel Good Ink. It's something else. Um, oh, whatever. 
I mean, obviously, clearly I'm not that into them, but I do like their music now, and I have started listening to them because of that movie. That's a better way to put it. But, uh, yeah, that was a great mob movie, and I think you should see it if you get a chance. Hmm. But I, it's I'm, on. I, it's not directed by uh, De Niro. It's directed by Luke Besson. The one that I was thinking of was A Bronx Tale, which you had also told me about previously. Dude, Bronx Tale. That, well, that one's directed by De Niro. Or yeah, written by that's De Niro. what I was thinking of. That yeah. one's amazing. I would love to review that with you because I th- if you haven't seen that, I think it will become one of your favorites, if not your favorite mob movie ever. Yeah, I mean, Get Out kind of fits into that, not necessarily crime, but it's got violence in it. It's not really the same type of genre. But it does, I mean, violent movies are an interesting topic. We've talked about this a lot recently today because we just saw Parasite earlier. And yeah. so we were kind of talking about p- violence and the role that violence has in movies and kind of purposeful violence. Because yep. I think viol- we don't, we've never said that like violence is something that has to like be not in movies, obviously. But I think I've made my stance very clear that like I feel violence has to be purposeful and without purposeful violence, it doesn't really belong. I mean, I think Get Out, also Parasite, but Get Out in particular. Is a movie that uses violence very effectively. It doesn't it holds it off till the end, and then when it does, pretty much every person that dies dies in a way like with a metaphorical object. Like he mm-hmm. he died. The dad dies by the antlers. the antlers. The son dies by jujitsu. Is that when like they're fighting at the door? At the door, yeah, because because he's talking. Does he get stabbed? Uh, he kind of no. He kind of like stomps on him and like stabs him. Oh. I think. Oh yeah, because he because he gets the knife through the hand, right? Yeah, yeah. And then he puts that into yeah. Yeah. So that kind of happens, but I think that's foreshadowed by him talking about Jujutsu and he feels like mentally superior to him and then he show and then Chris shows that he's mentally superior to the brother. Yeah. Even though he's black, which he says kind of says, "Well, you're black, so you can't be mentally, mentally superior." And then he proves Ooh. him wrong. Yeah. yeah. And then I think he kills the mom with the letter opener. Yep. But he does that after destroying the teacup. So that's metaphorical when he destroys the teacup. And then he kills Rose with the with uh shotgun. With the gun, yeah. Which I think that's not really something that's that happens earlier in the movie. The shot the gun. Well yeah. That is inter- that is something interesting. Like cause moment. typically No no, I mean like typically you've got some all those other ones have are foreshadowed. They have they're done with with physical things that occur earlier in the movie but the gun you don't see that until she walks out of the door with it yeah so maybe that that might be like a it's not it's not Chekhov's gun is what I mean Chekhov's gun is where you see the gun earlier and you know that because it's in the story it has to be used later kind of like the antlers and the deer that gets hit at the beginning and that ends up being used later whereas with the gun they don't really I don't think they show that which well do they need to show it no, they don't. Need they don't to. need. They don't need to. But I feel like it might. It might have been stronger if they had foreshadowed that by like at least showing that they. Oh, they have a gun on the wall. Yeah. That that's and because they have a gun on the wall, it's gonna be. Although that might have been seen as like, even just like a quick cla- glance around the room and you see a gun on or display maybe, maybe or something maybe even, like that. Maybe even in the basement. But then she would have had to go down to the basement. I don't know. It would have been hard to do. I think. It's not necessarily the. Well, people are creative, aren't they? Yeah, I that's, mean. It, it, it might have been ploying if they had done it that way, but I think the deer obviously is something that you can foreshadow much more subtly. It's not like a gun where it's like, oh, there's a gun. Someone's going to get shot later, yeah. whereas the deer, it's like the deer gets hit, and that plays in in several – it both plays in both thematically with his, his relationship with his mother, obviously, and then obviously that's the way that he kills the dad. And I think, But I think overall this movie is just something that's uh, – 
masterpiece as far as tight storytelling goes. And I think tight, uh, efficient horror thriller storytelling is something that I'm a huge fan of. And I think that Get Out is pretty much flawless in that regard. I've seen it, I think, eight times now and i i, I <laughs> sounds I, about right sounds about right Absolute, yeah okay i'm i hold on and so yeah it's a little predictable I but mean, like pred- predictable isn't 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 a, isn't necessarily a a category for me like or or, or a criteria because cr- predictable isn't it depends on if the movie's trying to fool you or not it is and yeah. i don't think this movie is trying to trying to say like oh gotcha it's not like the sixth sense where it's like oh you didn't see that coming ha jokes on you this is more of like it's trying to tell a story and do it as efficiently as possible and it's more about the metaphors that it's trying to do with its things rather than the big twist that you see cuz it's not really a big twist it's it's, the- it's 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 more the twist is more meant to be as a metaphorical thing where he gets trapped in in his own head and kind of what that means rather than the fact that, oh, you didn't see this I coming. I, I'm yeah. referring to the big twist of the girlfriend being in on it. Oh, that was predictable. Yes. I called that like yeah, I mean, way that's, before. And that's, I'm like, there's no way that this the family right. is doing something funky and she's not. Yeah. And then, the, though I will say a good twist right at the end. Absolute last thing, it's the friend in the, yeah. the TSA. Yeah, instead of the police. police yeah. That was perfect. Brilliant, yeah. And I mean, and the friend's really funny about that stuff too. He's like, "I told you, <laughs> I told you, don't but, go into a white girl's house." Yeah, but but I but I yeah, I I think parts of it were predictable. I think overall it was fine. Like for a while, I was like, I have no idea what's gonna happen next. This is getting good. But then I'm like, okay, so she's gonna be bad. Yeah, did you guys see that coming? No. Yeah, I, I didn't either. So. I don't know really? if I did or not. The first time I watched it, I think I kind of suspected it. But it, I was I wasn't necessarily caught off guard by it. But I think the way that it plays out in the scene, how like you know she's walking down the door down the stairs, kind of rummaging, like oh oh I I gotta find him, I gotta find, I can't find the keys, and then all of a sudden her face goes deadly serious, pulls up the keys. Oh they're right here. Like the way she plays that out and kind of that the way that scene progresses itself. Aside from the fact that the reveal may or may not be obvious. No. Well, the reveal is, was is still, before that with the pictures in the closet sure that was sure. the reveal that like she's dated like all these dudes they're all that are all oh, hypnotized yeah, now i yeah. remember that yeah. that was the reveal and before that scene i already had called it and i'm yeah, like yeah that scene that scene might be that was because it's because the door up. is open like why would the door be open that doesn't really make much sense mm. that might be a flaw um yeah i don't know what do you guys how do you guys feel about this movie overall kieran traeger um overall solid movie like you've been saying uh, good stories. You guys have a letter grade for it? Yeah, letter grade. Good metaphors. Uh, letter grade. Well, an A, I guess. An A. Trigger. Letter grade. Uh, yeah. I'd Are there probably... A pluses? Yeah, there are A pluses. Yeah. Well, then I'd probably give it an A plus. Well, good for you, bud. I know. Thanks. You're so special. You get to give it an A plus. Aren't oh, you so cute? Yay. <laughs> Uh, what was that, Gideon? I, Jeez, I, I just make, not five. We make fun of each other. I no. Okay, so he is literally five years old. Oh yes. Um, <laughs> that is the lowest voice for a five-year-old I've ever heard. Yeah. Uh, Trigger, how do you, Are got, you sure? what do you got? What do you got for letter grade? Um, I would give it an A because, yeah, I just thought it was kind of predictable, but overall it was really good, and I thought it was spooky, and it got me into horror movies, like I said. Spooky season. Spooky season. <laughs> yeah, Max, what do you got for letter grade? B. B? Okay. This is like a A plus territory for me. This Gosh. is this is legit one of my favorite movies ever. Um and and, and I and I have legit. Had, I've had le- legit. 
Yeah. He made fun of me, and or wait, I made fun of him, and now he's gonna make fun of me. It's just the way it goes. <laughs> um, th- I mean, I've had a little bit of time to ruminate on this. This wasn't one of my favorite movies when I first saw it for the first time, but I've had a couple years, several more rewatches to kind of uh, see the masterful, masterful. Yeah, that's, that's not what I was gonna say. Don't make fun of me. That's not what I was gonna say. Uh, the masterful craftiness that this movie truly has. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make fun of me. That wasn't what I was gonna say. But he needs to instantly say that. <laughs> what the heck, dude? Were you, was that like subliminal? Like you didn't mean to say? No, I definitely did that on purpose. It's okay. just my vocabulary is so much bigger, you know. My vocabulary is immense. All right, guys. No, yeah. Enough with the vocabulary measuring. Enough contest the vocabulary here. measuring contest. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think, but I think that kind of brings it to the to the end. A plus for me, A plus, A B. I mean, a if you haven't seen this yet plus. and you listen to all the spoilers, we're sorry. A plus. If you have seen this, plus. hopefully our plus. commentary. A plus 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 plus. plus. <laughs> We've plus. all seen the Christmas story, Kieran. Yes, we have. Now the only question is, what's the twist in the sixth sense? The twist in the sixth sense. Are we gonna spoil that? No, I haven't seen it. Oh, you haven't seen it yet. You haven't. You seriously do you not know? No, I have no clue. I mean, I might have like subconsciously seen it, but we have to. We have to. I'm down. I'm down. If you haven't seen it and you don't know the twist, that's pretty epic. That'll do it for this bonus episode of Script to Screen. Thanks for listening. If you want to listen to the live show, you can go to 90.3 WRST-FM Oshkosh from 7 to 8 on Saturdays. This week, we're going to be talking about Midway. Tune in, and we'll see you then. Bye. See you. See you later.